Hey, it's Maya here. This podcast illustrates God's love and power for us through breaking down the Bible and stories in my life, illustrating how to bring heaven to earth in our daily lives. Welcome to Illustrated. Y'all, we're back! (laughs) I'm in a rare mood today. I am in such a good mood. A... Hey, hey, I miss y'all. I'm going to try not to get emotional, but I probably will. But I'm so excited. Welcome back to Illustrated. I'm so excited. Okay, so this is... It's been like three weeks, three or four weeks since I recorded last. And wow. What a time. So, if you don't know, if this is like your first time listening, um, I recently moved from Minneapolis back to Houston. Um, I'm not originally from Houston. I'm from Tennessee. But I lived here since I was like 18. And I moved away for like a year. less, A little less than a year, yeah. And then I moved back. So, I'm back. Back in full effect. Um, I'm so excited to be here. I love Houston. I like, I'm rediscovering my love for Houston. So it makes me very happy. Uh, but moving has been so much, not gonna lie. Like it's been a lot of work, a lot of just, transition is just weird. It's always just weird. It's like, you have to just get your life together. You have to like reevaluate what's important. Oh, I'm still unpacking. That's, such a thing I finally got my closet together that was like a big moment for me because my clothes were everywhere I think just moving took a lot out of me and then moving and starting my new job at one time was and me thinking I was gonna record episodes still was very ambitious of me and it did not happen (laughs) but we're here we are here and I'm excited that we're back and full effects. And I did a little um, Instagram IGTV video and it was talking about trusting in the Lord. And that's really where I've been. I've been in a place of real gratitude with God, just being like, not really asking for much, just being like, God, thank you for what you have done and thank you that I'm in my right mind and thank you that I. It's like, I saw this quote the other day. Let me see if I can find it real quick. It says, it said stuck between I'm proud of myself and I got, I gotta go a little harder. And that just hit me because it's like, I'm very proud of myself and how far I've come, but it's like, I still know I got ways to go and, but I'm also not putting, I'm in this place of contentment with the Lord. It's like, I'm satisfied. I'm not fully satisfied with where I am, but I'm, I'm always content with where I'm at because God brought me so far from where I was even just in the past, like this past year, 2020 has been that year. Just, I know it's been a hot mess of a year for the world, but for me personally, it's been a great year for just like my mental being and, and physically, like, I feel like I've been just on track with working out and eating well and oh my gosh also because I moved and like the first week I was here I was eating out like every day and I just felt like such crap every single day I was like I don't want to eat out and then we when we 
I got kind of settled in. Um, when I got settled in, I went to the grocery store. I remember walking in the grocery store and being like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I'm here. Because <laughs> like, I love cooking. Cooking, quarantine actually really helped me rediscover my love for cooking because I love I love cooking. It's such like a therapeutic thing for me to like know what's going on in my body and uh, it's just lovely. So grateful for that. I'm trying to think what else. What's been going on? What's been good? Um, I think God, God has been talking to me a lot about a lot of things and oh boy, we're not going to have like news this week really, but I didn't want to touch on the election. <laughs> <laughs> if you follow me on Instagram, then <laughs> you saw the first debate. The first debate <laughs> stressed me out, not gonna lie. Like, literally, I remember after the debate, because it was like an hour and a half, right? I, I spent like 30 minutes in prayer after the first one because it really stressed me out. Like, I just was like, wow, this is where our country depends. Wow, this is where, this is like how our country is doing things. All right. Like, I felt very, my flesh felt very hopeless. I felt so hopeless. It really did. And I was stressed. I was stressed. I was like, this, these are our choices. <laughs> okay <laughs> anyway what else so yeah I spent like 30 minutes in prayer after that because I was like lord please help 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 if you want to just come now lord that'd be great because <laughs> this election is too much um but still vote, you guys. I'm still encouraging you to vote and pray about who you voted. I actually early voted, so I encourage you to get out there and early vote. The lines, I heard the lines have been kind of, I've heard mixed reviews with some places. Like my sister, she voted um, today and uh, she was saying like it took her like 10 minutes. But I've also heard people having stories of, oh, my sister had a friend in New York that was trying to vote and she waited in line for like three or four hours and they told her that she was at the wrong place. And so she had to, she had to like rush over to the place where they told her to go and she had like 10 minutes before they closed. And it was like, that's too much for me. Um, but yeah, I early voted. I'm still technically a Minnesota resident because of I haven't gotten my license change over, so I had to do an absentee ballot. ballot. Um, so yeah, that was fun. I'm just praying that my ballot makes it into the situation. I really didn't want to have to do that, but due to the fact of me moving, and they didn't start early voting until after I moved, so I had to do what I had to do. So just hoping that my ballot is actually counted. Let's all pray for my ballot. <laughs> and your ballots too, if you're absentee voting. I'm trying to think what else. What else has been going on? Uh, let's talk about stars. Uh, this whole thing in Nigeria. I think I talked about Nigeria before about their um them killing christians in nigeria and now they're killing their own people in nigeria and it is just too much so stars is like a special special unit that is supposed to protect people and instead of protecting people they're killing people and 
uh, my prayers are just so heavy for them right now. I'm heavily praying for them every day. And just this nation right now, I feel like so much is happening in the U.S. right now because of the election. It's a lot. So I'm just praying for our nation. Are praying for our country and our the different nations heavy right now. And I'll definitely say a prayer for them at the end. Y'all, <laughs> this is so random. But I recently decided to really get back into working out, right? <laughs> and so... I now live in like a neighborhood where I can run because before I was living in apartments and it was like, it was way easier because I lived right next to like this beautiful park and things like that. And now I live in a neighborhood, like in a house and, and it's just different. Like it's not the same and I'm trying to just stay motivated with working out, but I really haven't been. But what's been helping me a lot is that I've been eating well. So that's what's been kind of my saving grace. But I'm trying not to be led by my feelings. Oh, that's something I want to talk about. Yes. Um, I wanted to, that kind of led me to what I was going to say. So recently I've been, I feel like I've just been, every, my move and things like that, I feel like I've been just so emotional and kind of, I, I feel like the past like week and a half, I finally got back in my rhythm. Like whenever I posted that video, that literally was me like being like, all right, like I'm feeling it. I'm feeling like myself again. Like I feel like I'm not just like, I feel like when I first moved, I was just kind of like all over the place. And I was like, I do not want to just give my last recording. Um, I don't want to give them just the last of me recording. Uh, when I record this and stuff. So I took some, I took a break and it wasn't what I wanted to do, but it probably was really good. For, it was really good for me because, because my emotions were all over the place. Cause I just, you know, when you just move and it's just a lot and you have to deal with everything of moving and it's just really stressful. And my space was really cluttered and it was really, it was stressing me out. And like, I need a clean environment <laughs> to like freely think and freely be who I want to be. And so it was just a lot. It didn't really stress me out. So I had to just like, I had to just stay with myself and the Lord. And now I feel like I'm able to just be present, I guess, and be in the moment more because I wasn't before I was just worried about like all right this is what I have to do this is what I need to do I was just kind of plowing through the past like the first like two weeks of me being here so now I'm feeling like all right I'm here I'm feeling like I'm getting back to myself like I drank I drink a smoothie like before I moved I would drink a smoothie every single day like I'm getting back to my smoothie regimen every morning and it's making me happy I just feel like myself again and I feel like I don't feel weird anymore it's really good so I'm happy about that honestly I've been excited to get back because I I feel like the past week, really, I've just been feeling real radical, like real, like, I don't know, just in a rare form. <laughs> like, I've just been feeling like rare, like a rare form of myself, like real, like just not about the mess. I This election has really made me be like, wow, like people are more about division than unity. And that really, 
it's really disappointing to know to realize that like I feel like every day I'm realizing how how much division there is in in this country and how much racism is in this country and how much just everything you know and I've been like asking God I was like you know why more than ever have you just been revealing this this year like you've just it's just a year of exposure it's the it's the year of shining a light on all these things that have been not mainstream talked about like everything has has been mainstream talked about this year and it makes me so happy because it's just like not everyone realizes that people deal with it but as a black woman I, I I have to deal with it every day and it's a reality but it's still like shocking I, I recognize my privilege in a sense of being someone that was raised in I wouldn't say I was sheltered but I would say I was sheltered <laughs> in the sense of like I had people that were I had the best of both worlds where I was raised in the suburbs around predominantly white people and but my grandma and we call it hood adjacent because it's not really the hood but you're like right next to the hood and so like I was you know even though you know my family's you know my mom's house was you know in the suburbs we would go to my grandma's house and we call it hood adjacent which is like when you're not in the hood but you're near the hood and that's kind of where my grandma's house was so like to go get food and stuff we would go in the hood and you know I'm used to that life and I'm I know both sides and so I I have a rare perspective because I know both sides and I know how to be in rooms full of white people and still be my full black self and be in rooms of black people and connect with them as well and even in some of those rooms like they call me like oh you're such a like you're so proper and you I've heard all my life that oh I talk white and things like that I think my point was is that I've had a unique experience with being black and being black in America seeing the different ways how people react to me like I I know when someone's uncomfortable with me just because of the color of my skin, which is crazy because I always say this all the time. It's like, I'm literally the nicest person ever. Like, if you're going to judge me off of my skin color, then, then you really are out of the loop. Because, yeah, you might have a perceived notion of who black people are, but I love, I love being the person that breaks all the boxes of what people think black people are and what black people look like like there's not just one there's not just one group of black people there's we come in all different shades and sizes and we have all different kind of backgrounds and it's just like if you're gonna try to stereotype me just because of the color of my skin then I don't need to be around you anyway but the division thing uh I I'm over it I'm over division in this country and even it's leaking it's really leaking over into the church which is crazy like I haven't been on Facebook in months I like I'm not getting on Facebook until like November 10th because like what's the point because <laughs> all all of it is about like Democrats and Republicans and 
Trump and Biden and who's right and who's wrong and all this stuff and people arguing back and forth and uh, I just can't take it. I just can't take it. And it's stressful to me because like that's not what God is about. Like I honestly, I was talking to God one day and I was like, God, what would you do in this day? What what would Jesus do if he was alive right now? And all I can't all I kept coming up with is that he would just be flipping tables. Like you know how he went in the temple and he would just flip tables because they were like selling goods in the in the temple instead of like doing what they were supposed to do in the church? Yeah. Like I think that's where that's what Jesus would be doing. <laughs> Honestly. Like he would not be proud of his people like at all with what how we're letting uh an election divide us how we're letting something of this world divide what heaven brings together it it's really crazy because we're not even of this world like why are we so worried about this country and i get it we you know we live here and we have to worry about what happens and what the future of our country looks like i understand i get it but it's just like we have to still even if someone disagree and i've had conversations with people that disagree with me and you know and and what i struggle with as a person as a christian is like i don't even really know what i am if i am republican or if i am democratic like i feel like a lot of christians identify with republicans just because they're they have more conservative views but i still am empathetic and still agree with some of the things that democrats say and i have some things that republicans say and i'm like oh i don't agree with that so i'm kind of in the middle of it so every election i'm always researching what you know what both parties bring to the table and what they're fighting for and you know and i try i just try to pray and hope that uh, that i make the right that i that the right person gets in office and either way i'm praying for them like and i was talking to talking to someone before and how and they really dislike trump and i was like but you should still pray for him because he's still our leader and he's still the leader of of this country and as that person you should still pray for him to have wisdom and to fight for us i don't know i just i really struggle with that but make sure you're praying for your leadership and make sure that you're not just so focused on the presidential election also worry about you guys's like local elections as well like that's just as important as it, it if not more important than the presidential election because that directly affects you so definitely research the local uh your local officials as well because that's just as important if not more i say it's more important but you may feel differently about that but i i think it's just as important as um the presidential because that directly affects you and where you live and and yeah so definitely research those things as well because my first not gonna lie when i i think i was 2016 i was like 19 years old that was my first time um voting ever and i remember kind of just being like oh dang i don't really look into the local people that much so i kind of just filled in whatever the way i voted for presidential i, I kind of just voted for like the same people like the people that were you know whatever and I was just like yikes like I, I feel like an uninformed voter and so this year I really did my research unfortunately like I I voted I had to vote in Minnesota because you know that's where I lived at at the time and so 
you know, even though even though those things won't affect me now because I live in Texas, I still, you know, I still really feel good about who I voted for because I was informed and things like that. So I encourage you to be informed. That's my little spiel on voting. Gotta move on now. I just miss you guys and I feel like I literally ranted on and on today. So um, hopefully you got something out of this so far. It's all true, no sugar time, hey. <laughs> I told y'all I'm in a really good mood today, so let's get started. This all true, no sugar is called shake the system. All right, and you know what the system is? The system of religion. That's the system that we're shaking off. So, you know, my pastor, can I just shout out my pastors real quick? So pastors, Miles and Delana Rutherford, they have a church in Atlanta called Worship with Wonders. So if you're in the area, check it out. But I watch online so I'm in Texas. Um, but I actually was crazy. So a little backstory, a little backstory. So I think I mentioned before. So one of my friends, I was, um, yeah, so one of my friends in high school. So her grandparents had a church in Nashville. And her aunt and uncle are actually pastors Miles and Delana. So we used to go to that church all the time in Atlanta. And, you know, we just got really cool. And I always was really obsessed. Not obsessed, but I was always, I was always really attracted to the fact how radical they were and how just carefree they are and just how they just let the Holy Spirit lead. And so I've known them since I was like a sophomore in high school. So do the math, I don't know, um, however long that is. And throughout my life, like even though I haven't ever lived in Atlanta, like I always just like loved them and used to watch them all the time. And when I was in Minnesota, I never really like found a church I loved. So I really committed to watching them every week online. And so I still do that. Anyway. So I just want to shout them out because I'm going to say my pastors a lot in this because they actually inspired this message a lot of a lot of it. Well, I got that I actually tell that story. So I was at work one time. I was at work one day this past week and I was just my com the computer at my work was just not working and I was trying everything and I just couldn't get it to work and it was just stuck on this one page and I was like how do I get it to not work so I did the um control alt delete thing and and then it was trying to like sign me out and I was like oh no I don't want to sign out just like I needed to like kick the system and I remember saying out loud I was like all I had to do is shake the system I was like <gasps> Something in my soul was just like, oh, I love that. <laughs> and so I wrote it down in my notes and then I came back to it and then I ended up writing like what ended up being this all truth and no sugar. So we're gonna get into that. But I did wanna shout out my pastors because they also, this past Sunday, they were talking about just like the system of religion and, and just how religion is just this box and God is not in a box. He's never been in a box. He never will be in a box. And religion, that's what religion tries to do. And the past, like, I feel like my pastors have been saying a lot lately how the past 15 years of church has been been cool with preaching grace and love, which definitely is a part of the good news, but not the full story of what the good news is. Like conviction and correction is a part of that as well. And you know, any form of intimacy 
um, in any type of relationship, it, requ- it you know it requires someone looking at you and being able to correct you and tell you what's wrong and things like that. And so that definitely is a part of it as well, and especially with God. Like He brings you close, and you won't ever want to do the same things you were doing before. A new life is promised from Him. A new mindset, a holy and righteous one, if you will. Yeah, of course, if you fall short sometimes, the grace and love of God is there to pick you up. But a lifestyle of sinful nature and just believing in Jesus isn't just isn't just going to get you where you want to be in life. That isn't what the fullness of God is. And I know I've said this a bunch of times, but I want the fullness of what God has for me, no matter what it costs. You know what? The cost of me losing my comfort to see the glory of God in my life is so worth it. It's like going to an amusement park and not being able to ride all the rides, especially all the thriller rides. Like, that's my favorite part. (laughs) And, like, why did you... Why did you even go if you're not going to get the fullness of what you came for? You know, I've been praying, I've been sowing, I've been believing for so much from God that I don't have it yet. And I want the fullness of that. And I'm not going to stop until I see it come to pass in my life. And so that's what it's like. It's like going to an amusement park and not riding all the rides and not get what you paid for and, and things like that. Like you still are trying to hold on to something when God said, give it up, give up your whole life for him and he'll give you everything. And you know what that means? Really? It doesn't mean that you give up the desires you have, but if you had desires of having sex outside of marriage or had desires of smoking and drinking all the time, like that, getting drunk and things like that, like that's not of God. That's not, you know, and I'm not condemning people that drink and, you know, whatever, but it's just a change in mindset. Like you really, I think I said this before, but if you, there's nothing in me that, like, there's nothing in me that if I drink, like, that I'm like, oh, I, I'm receiving more of the Holy Spirit in this moment. Like, no, <laughs> there's none of that. And that's what I desire most in my life is to see the fulfillment of the Holy Spirit in my life at all times, no matter what it is. So yeah, I'm always for that. But why I said that for the past 15 years, I feel like the church has been preaching on grace and love. And I feel like I've been in churches where they were more worried about the order of service, 30 minutes for worship, announcements this way to hold people's attention, preach for 30 minutes with some good tweetable nuggets. And you know, we're out of there and more about making people comfortable and happy instead of yielding to what the Holy Spirit wants in the room. And I'm just, I'm just in a place where, where I'm over church mediocrity. Like I'm really over it. Like I don't want to just go to church and, you know, sit there, 30 minutes of worship, announcements are cool and engaging, and then 30 minutes of word. Oh, he said some cool things, but not really changing my life. Like, I, I don't want to go to church for that. Like, that's what I love about my pastors is, like, they come from our throats. Like, I always say, that. oh, if you, I call her um, Dee Dee, but um, Pastor D, she 
like when she's on the mic and she she leads worship most of sometimes along with um Brooklyn. Hey Brooklyn, what's good? If you know Pastor Dries leads worship and she just sees something in the room or feels something, whatever she's feeling, she'll just say it. And I love that boldness in her. And I love that I'd be like, oh if she like stops thinking and is like, I just feel I need to say this right now. I'd be like, oh, Dee Dee coming for our throats. She coming for our throats right now. And I just know it. And you know, Pastor Miles, he always coming for our throats. Like he has he is literally the most first of all, can I say he has the driest humor I have ever seen in my life. Like, he is so funny. But, like, if you're not listening, you won't catch it. If you're not actually listening to him, then you won't catch it. But, I don't know. I feel like he's hilarious. <laughs> so. But, anyway, that's besides the point. But, I feel like he's super radical and just, like, a per like he's a teacher and a preacher all in one which I really love because he teaches the word really well but he also is a preacher and he's like he goes after and he's not afraid to say what he what the Holy Spirit is getting to say and he like tries to not say it like as harsh but he's like no that's how I feel it like I'm just gonna say it because like there's no nice way to say that you wrong <laughs> and it's really good and it's really I feel like they've been really pushing me to not accept the status quo as a believer and not just accept a lot of like just really basic teaching that has gotten lost in translation. It's crazy to me actually. But what I was going to say is that church mediocrity has been so normalized and I think this pandemic more than ever, which is crazy, you know, you know, it sucks that people are losing losing their lives and it sucks that, you know, jobs and just this country is at an all-time low right now it's crazy like people are getting evicted and it's it's just too much you know but you know the church if we're talking about the church I feel like the church has really been stripped from everything and it's stripped from the pretty lights that play during worship music it's been stripped from the cute announcements that they were worried about being engaging it's just like it's worship in the word and that's all we need like it's it's not about all the hoopla it's not about the hoopla right now it's all about just giving people the word and giving people the the holy spirit and engaging people because there should be no reason in the church that depression and suicide should be at, a, at an all-time high I just don't think that you know I get if people outside of the church are feeling that way because they they don't feel a hope like we do but there should be no reason that people in the body of Christ should be feeling depressed or suicidal during this time their faith should be at an all-time high knowing that they're protected and knowing that coronavirus ain't gonna hit them like the body of believers and there's just like and this isn't for everybody. I, I've i realized that through my pastors. Like, they keep saying there's a remnant that God is after right now in this time. And it's just a sweet thing right now. If you're within that remnant, at going after God and not afraid to just be bold for God right now. It's, it's like no other. And I, I'm really glad I'm within that and holding firm to that. But... Like I was saying, it's really stripped everything to just worship and the word and how and how it should be. Some churches aren't thriving right now because they based everything on attendance instead of the Holy Spirit, for one. And two, 
not teaching foundational biblical teachings, some folks are giving up their faith completely during this during this pandemic. It shows how people depended on the church and the pastors to hold them up when it should have been God all along. Like, what is your foundational hope in, y'all? Like, is your is your hope in, really in the Lord or is it in your pastors to bring you God on Sunday mornings? Like, are you reading your word on every day? Are you asking the Holy Spirit for direction? Or are you hoping to hear, hear through your pastors on Sundays? My question is, what if the answer never comes through your pastors? Like, what if that never comes? What if, you're, what if your pastors never prophesy over you or speak a word into your life directly? What, what are you going to do? Are you just going to be stuck in that place just because you didn't hear that? You know, like I said, my pastors have been coming from my throats like never before, pushing me to not accept the status quo. And I love it. I love, I love it. I love that they're coming for me and just teaching me a lot of basic things that the church hasn't really talked about in so long. That's why I'm really grateful for them. But this is how I'm shaking off the system of religion in my life. I want the God to be my true guide. I want God to be the one, like, there's a difference between a savior and Lord. Like, having lordship means ownership over your whole life. Having complete reign over what you do and that's what I want I don't want just a savior I want someone to literally lead me in in the direction that I should go in my life and that's what I'm after with God like never before really I want to be set apart from this world and see miracles signs and wonders fall in and through me like that's what I'm after I'm in I want to see blind eyes open I want to see deaf ears open I want to see people get out of wheelchairs and and see them walk like that's that's how big my faith is right now like that's how radical i'm feeling like i'm i want to see those miracles and i believe i'm believing for a great awakening in this nation to fall and for people to op- let their eyes be opened in that way um i don't know like i was telling y'all i'm in a rare mood i'm in a rare mood like real radical real holy ghost filled real not about to let the box of religion hold me back from the fullness of God. It's not happening. Anyone that, to me, or anyone in connection to me, nah, it's not happening. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let the system of religion hold us back. Whew, I can't, I can't, can't, can't. Okay, a little side note, right? <laughs> so I was watching this show. If you, Have y'all heard of this show called Finding Our Roots? It's uh, basically these celebs find where their families come from, like going years and years back into the past. Ever since I watched one, I was thinking about, I was thinking about how, you know, as soon as I come into some like money and, you know, and things like that, like I, I'm going to hire somebody to look into like my family past so I can know where my family comes from because that really, that really intrigues me to know where I come from and, I feel like because of, you know, my African background and because of slavery, you know, a lot of a lot of that stuff is lost and a lot of that stuff is really hard to find and it's not like I can just go to ancestry and figure it out. Like it's it's going to take some work. <laughs> and so definitely when I come in some money, I'm definitely doing that. And two, can I just be honest with y'all like I've been feeling this way I've been feeling this way almost 
of my ancestors, my grandparents, and my dad who have all passed away. And I feel them watching over me and pushing me towards everything I'm going after right now. Like I just, ugh, I just feel it so heavy on myself that I'm not just I'm not just doing what I'm doing for myself, but I'm doing it for them and also for the future as well. And I'll get more into that in a second. And it's not like a bad way. I just I, I saw this quote and it said, dang, it's tiring some days to be the one in your family to break generational curses, curses. And man, I have never felt more seen in my life <laughs> like <laughs> because I've never fitted in. And every time I ever tried, it would it would get messed up. And I, I know God would shake up the situation and remove me from it. And also, I don't know. I just think, like, I feel like I, I used to get so upset when, when, like, when groups of girls didn't want to be my friend or wouldn't invite me to things. But it's like, I, as an adult now, like, I love that I'm that way. I love that I just... I didn't, I didn't fold. I didn't like just let everyone in my space and let everyone, and I still don't. Like, it's like when people, and I was telling my mom this the other day. It's like when someone tells me something negative, I, and even like with work, like this girl that had been at my job for a long time, she told me something really negative about the workplace and I don't know why I was like, but that's not going to be my experience. Like, I literally remember saying that, like, when I got done talking with her, I was like, this isn't, that isn't going to be my experience. Like, I'm going to love it here. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I was like, that's not my reality. Like, I'm, I'm sorry that was your experience, but don't put that on me. Like, don't, don't try to make me doubt what, where God has sent me. Like, God has put me here for a reason. And even if it does suck some days, I work onto the Lord. Like, I don't work onto people. Like, I work onto the Lord. So I'm joyful just because I have a job. And, you know, and one of the things my pastor said recently, he taught on a message called Check the Resource. And if you have time, I would recommend that message. Oh, I would recommend that message so much because it talked about, he talked about, the source and resources and you know god is our true source and he is the source that we should rely on always and you know your resources are your jobs and your home and your money and things like that that's your resource but and all all of that comes from the true source so lean into your true source today i always say that but back to what I was saying about feeling the weight of my family on my backs and it's so crazy how I just especially with my dad it's so crazy how many times I've just gotten these like confirmations through my mom or through other family members of them just telling me something that I did or something that's similar about me to my dad and it's really crazy and it's really cool actually because it's like I feel more connected to him now because I'm on this path of really seeking out the fullness of God in my life and I don't know I've 
And I found like these old cards with my dad's signature on them. And he was just like writing down scriptures. And it was like exactly what I needed in that moment. And I was like, wow, like that's crazy. Uh, and it's so crazy how like he's been um, gone for like this year will be next year will be 14 years in February. And he's still like just just amazing and blessing me and just speaking so much life into me from, you know, from heaven. And I love it. I really do. I'm really grateful for it, actually. And even thinking about like my future kids, like I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Not like I'm ready to have a baby like right this second, but I've just been thinking about like how I want them to how I want to, how I need to be so they don't, so they can have a great relationship with God and know where, you know, who they are in Christ from a young age. I don't want them to have to deal with half of the things that I dealt with even gr growing up, not even dealing with lack of anything, but just a knowing and an assurance of who they are in Christ. I want them to grow up seeing me worship in the house like I do now. Like I, I always do that. Like I play worship music, I blast it and I literally just worship and cry if I need to. I, you know, I'm always doing that and I want my kids to see that and not be afraid of that. Um, I want them to not be weirded out by speaking in tongues. Like, oh my gosh, this little kid, no. <laughs> so it was like, I guess the teacher asked like, there was like this paper and I was like, what languages do you speak in your house? And he wrote English and Holy Ghost language. And I love that. <laughs> like I want my, that's going to be my kid. Like my kid's going to say Holy Ghost language on their paper. Like, I live. <laughs> like, I want them to grow up knowing how to pray and be bold in God. Like, I love that. Like, I want to teach my kid prayer from a, long, from a young age. Like, we're going to pray every night before they go to bed. And, you know, I'm going to ask them, what's the, you know, what's the concerns of your heart? Like, what was the bad part of your day? Let's pray about it, you know? I love that. You know, I do this for myself, but I also do this because like I think about my grandma and her mother, Grandma Pepsi, they used to call her. My mom used to call her. What battles they had to win for me to be here standing strong in my faith today. Like I can't imagine. Like I think about even in 1964 where my, my grandma Pepsi, um, she built the house, that, my grandma's house. You know, we call it my grandma's house, but it was her house originally. Uh, my grandma Pepsi, which is like my great grandmother. And she built that house and had it built in a neighborhood that was up and coming. And, and I saw a picture of the land, like there was only like two houses, two houses that are still standing today, like there when that house was built. And so like, and it's 1964, like we, us as black people barely had rights. So I'm, I can't even imagine like what she had to go through for, you know, my sister just bought a house and what like we're standing on the backs of our ancestors literally and so i'm just uh i'm just really grateful for that and i love that i love and my grandma my um my grandma and grandma pepsi they were really women full of faith and i just can't imagine like the battles they had to fight back then for me to stand so strong in my faith and be someone so unashamed of my faith and 
yeah, I love it. Like, my grandma Pepsi, she was a mother in the church. Like, I live for that. Like, I love that. She had the big hats and used to wear all white. Love that, right? And, and you know, growing up, I thought my mom and dad had it all together. You know, my mom, my mom was sang in the choir my dad he was a minister you know they had great jobs we lived in nice neighborhoods all my life like and I remember when I got a little older like 12 or 13 I just started asking more questions about things and man my parents weren't struggling but they definitely weren't (laughs) they definitely lived they definitely lived on faith a lot of the time. I remember my mom told me we had like $200 and five mouths to feed. It's three siblings and my parents. And she was like, we had like $200 for the week. And as an adult now, like I know how fast $200 can go in a week. And especially if you're trying to feed people and things like that. And I always laugh at my mom because she stays getting deals. Like she always, like she stays with the coupons. She stays on everyone's rewards program so she can get the deals. Like, and she said, honey, that's how you ate a lot of the time is because my coupons and kids eat free kids eat free mindset but you know what I've never went without every Christmas every birthday every Easter like I had an Easter basket I had everything I wanted for Christmas and you know Lord knows Lord only knows what they had to do for for me to me and my siblings to have you know what we wanted and to make that happen and that's what I want to be for my children a living breathing testimony of what God can do when you're truly faithful to him and you know what's so crazy to me is that my mom she is I don't know if it's just because she's humble or what but like I recently I always love to call my mom sometime and just be like wow you're such a great mom like some as an adult like now I'm like wow if my mom did not impart this into me like I don't know if I could figure this out like I don't know if I could have I would have the strength to figure some things out that I I do now and it's crazy to me honestly like she's I call my mom sometimes and just to hype her as how great my mom she is and I recently told her how how influential she is her and my dad were in my faith journey and how how her strength and steadfastness in her own relationship how she would just speak life into the situation and would just work out in her favor. Like my favorite thing to say to my mom, cause um, <laughs> we have a basement and you know, when we come home, um, we stay in like the upstairs rooms and I always tell my mom, like Jesus literally lives in your basement. Like I, I don't like literally sometimes like my mom would be stressed about things and she would just pray and, you know, you know, do whatever she was going to do, like worship the Lord. And, you know, not like my mom is the queen of praise and worshiping and then just like not talking about it until it's done. And just like, you know, silently just praying for it every day. And it works out like that's that's where my faith today comes from. And I'm literally and so I think about that. I'm literally standing on the backs of them. And I'm and so, yeah, I'm shaking up the system of religion because that isn't, you know, I'm shaking up the system for, you know, you know, my family now. And I'm also shaking up the system of religion for my family in the future, like my kids and their kids and their kids, because they're going to look back at, you know, Grandma Maya and <laughs> Grandma Maya. Ugh, that's so weird. <laughs> like, I'm going to be a grandma one day. Oh, my gosh. Side note. Anyway, 
but I'm I'm literally standing on the backs of my family and I'm shaking up like what they couldn't do like I'm shaking I'm I'm going further than what they couldn't do like I, I'm always thinking about that like I'm always breaking generational things generational curses like I'm not falling into what is been the norm of my family i'm not falling to the norm of what has been done and done in christianity like i'm fighting for new unbelievable things i think i even wrote it down today in my quiet time today let me see if i can find it i was literally thinking about that i was like you know god i i want to be like jesus like jesus literally in his day like he used to just piss off the pharisees every day every day of his, this, of his ministry, he used to just piss off the Pharisees because they wanted him to just be like in a box and yeah, I said, I'm shaking up the system of religion to, to bring people closer to you and into the freedom instead of the rules and regulations religion tries to tell us. It's like the Pharisees trying to put Jesus in a box and he never fit into whatever mold of religion they had I want to be more like Jesus in that way. No limits can be put on what you have for me and your people. I believe more of my generation is rising up to speak the truth of your of your name and boldly. Holy Spirit, guide me in those times because whew, you know how scary it is to do something someone's never done? You know how scary it is to just go against culture, go against what the norm is, even in Christianity, like go against the norm and say, hey, wake up, wake up. Like we're not just, we're not just doing the norm, normal schmegular thing. Like we're, we're fighting battles. We're winning wars. We're, we're doing what we got to do to make sure that everyone in our generation comes out stronger and I want to make sure that our next generation doesn't have to deal with half the things that, you know why mental health is coming up so much in this generation is because young people my age are questioning everything and they're thinking about everything and older people like their parents, like our parents didn't just kind of just plowed through and didn't really have time to deal with that. And you know, my grandparents, like they didn't have, they didn't have the luxury of therapy and things like that. Like they just had to make it. Like they were just trying to survive. And you know, our parents were raised by them. So they have this like survival mentality instead of like, we're here, like we're, we're not struggling anymore. Like, you know, and I feel like a lot of things were kept in secret back in the olden days and things weren't talked about as much. And, you know, our my generation is all about talking about things, all about figuring things out and all. And I remember even in my youth group, like we were, we were the why, we're, you know, we're the why generation. Like I always, I still say that to this day is because we're always questioning everything. And I think mental health has a lot to do with that because we're not just like trying to survive. We're trying to thrive and we're trying to go forth. And I don't want my kids to have to deal with the things like I had to deal with. I don't want them to have to question everything. I want them to have the answers, me to have the answers for them. And so, yeah, that's my thing. And that's my all truth, no sugar today is shaking up, shaking up the system of religion and shaking up the norm of what has been normalized in your world, whatever that looks like. For me, it's breaking generational curses of of depression and um sexual identity and things like that in my own family and in the system of religion and not just doing the status quo of what christians look like and 
not being judgmental, not gossiping, not having secret um, addictions to things like alcohol and um, drugs. And I'm, I'm bringing everything out into the forefront. I'm bringing everything out. So I hope that my boldness helped you guys. And I hope that my my life inspires y'all, encourages y'all to be bold in your own lives. And yeah, I'm, I'm just being, I hope that my honesty and my transparency really opens up you guys. Like my last episode where I talked about, you know, my divorce and things like that, that was really hard for me because it was a real time in my life where I didn't think I would get past that. And, and I did, or I am past it. And I'm, and I thought that, you know, I, I, you know, the devil would try to get in my ear for months about how, you know, God can't use you because of your divorce and divorce isn't okay. Yeah, God does hate divorce, but he doesn't hate the divorcee. He doesn't hate me because of what happened. And yeah, and yeah, that's all I'm going to say on that. Let's pray. And I hope that you guys love it. And let's pray and get out of here. God, I'm just really grateful for your call in my life and your call to everyone listening on to this right now. And I'm grateful that you call us to shake up the system of religion in our lives and whatever that looks like in our lives. I pray that we're shaking it up and making it known that we are true believers and you are our true source of life, God. I believe that you are our healer, our peacekeeper, and you are bringing us closer into relationship as we grow in intimate intimacy with you, Lord, that we will, you know, break off this, you know, what they try to teach us for 15 years in, um, in Christian faith and just like grace and love is going to be all right. But really changing our mindset, a holy and righteous mindset, Lord. And I'm also praying for stars right now, ending stars in Nigeria. Just praying for the whole country of Nigeria right now, Lord. Bring peace to their land. And I'm praying over them and just protection over all the believers there right now, Lord. I believe that you will protect them and you'll bring peace to them and you will stop the, what the enemy is trying to do in Nigeria right now, Lord. Also praying for over this election, Lord. Just praying that the division and everything will end soon and unity of the spirit of God will reign over this world and over this nation um, and be more unified in this world right now, Lord. And I'm just so grateful for your love and your call. And I'm so, we love you, Lord. Holy Spirit, be guide us in this time. Um, Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for, thank you for, letting us know that there's no limits to what God can do. And I'm so grateful for you, Jesus, for just showing us the way and showing us how we can live and be truly free. And God is our true God, and we don't have to live in rules and regulations of religion. We are free in Christ Jesus, and I totally believe that. And God, I love you. We love you. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, guys, we back. I'm so excited. I'll be back with another episode, and I promise I'll be more consistent from here on out. I promise, I promise, I promise. Um, so follow the Instagram illustrated at illustrated pod and follow my personal page, ML Bibbs, B-I-B-B-S. And yeah, I'll see you guys next week. Bye.